Hi, Ray. Thanks for joining me in the studio today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to start this one uh, with a softball. Uh, how hey. long have you been playing music? I've been playing music. I started playing the guitar when I was 12 years old, so 14 years, Wow, which is crazy to think because I'm definitely not that good um, <laughs> playing the guitar. <laughs> Your music career is a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, started songwriting when I was 19. Um but I started singing when I was like five. So it's kind of hard to say exactly when I started playing music, but playing my own music, 19. Right on. Yeah. And I, I did see on your Wikipedia, it said your first song you played to the public was at age six. Um, and it was on, on TV. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I, uh, my dad was in Annie Get Your Gun on Broadway when I was a kid. So I knew all the words to all those songs in the Broadway show and so it was like a Father's Day television special and they asked me to sing You Can't Get a Man with a Gun on national television when I was six years old and kid. I did, which is so interesting. Yeah, I think we still have that on VHS do somewhere. You, do you ever get uh, recognition for that one? Um, not usually, unless it's like <laughs> randomly brought up because it's on my Wikipedia. Hey. But um, my mom like has it on VHS and we're gonna like get it so I can, you know, put it online or something. <laughs> right, I'll make like a little like clip show or something. Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. <laughs> no. Um, do you think that helped you move down the path to becoming a recognized artist? Um, that? Yeah, you know, yeah. having a taste of uh, the spotlight so young. Oh, it's so young. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm feel very, I feel very comfortable on stage because I performed like ever since I was a super little kid. Um, and I, I can't imagine, you know, having gotten started a lot later, having to figure out how to feel comfortable on a stage at this point, being on stage to me is like more comfortable than being on, you know, in real life, <laughs> which sounds weird. No, I think that, uh, you know, uh, the stage has a lot of power Yeah, and it's, and you don't think it's something that comes naturally to most, most people. Mm -hmm. It's something you got to learn. I mean, there are people it comes naturally to. I think a lot, a lot of there's certain kids that just have a knack for being in front of people and like like attention. And <laughs> I think I was one of those kids. And uh, I think that in order to be on stage, you have to like people watching you. And so that's something that's I think some young people like and some hate. So there is kind of a natural knack for it a little bit. Well, and now um, you're playing to much bigger uh, crowds yeah. than, than ever. Uh, how's how's that changed? Have you? I mean, you you really kind of blew up in 2016, and in the in the years following, how have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed the crowds changing? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I I've been opening for for bands, you know, so I've been playing for their crowds, and I mean, I was in this area last summer when I played at Red Rocks, opening up for Dispatch. Whoa. Yeah, that was pretty insane. I mean, there were uh, probably five to eight thousand people there when I was playing, and that was insane. Just totally yeah. crazy. You just can't really prepare for that. You just have to kind of walk on stage and just go. And just do it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just like sit in your room and practice. Like, this is me playing for 8,000 people. Um, <laughs> no. You just can't prepare for it, but it is amazing. And yeah, I mean, I think the more and more I play and the more and more I, I try to just like spread this music out and like push it around, um, more and more people show up and more people know the lyrics and that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's magic. It's, it's amazing. It's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you're touring right now with rising Appalachia and, mm -hmm. uh, they're a pretty experienced band and they've been all over the world. Yeah. Um, what's it like spending so much time with them? Have they taught you stuff? 
Oh, yeah. They're teaching me so much. They're very cool. The way they do things is amazing. I mean, they've been a band for 13 years and been touring for so long. So, you know, they really know what they're doing. Um, one of the things they've been helping with me with is figuring out how to stay healthy on the road because I, every be time it's, it's really hard. I'm like, I get headaches or I get uh, colds and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so hard because you're on planes, trains, buses, like you're just in a different place every day. Well, and you got, you know, you don't have a, a kitchen, so you got to figure no. out ways to eat. Uh huh. Right? It's Ooh. a challenge. And so they're, they've been teaching me a couple things and uh, they're really good at staying grounded and, you know, they don't really party after shows. They go to sleep and I, and I respect that and I do the same thing. Right on. You are wearing yeah. a, a dare t-shirt. I am. <laughs> yeah. My shirt says dare to resist racism, sexism, and homophobia. Oh, cool. Good message. Good message. <laughs> right on. Uh, any any tips you'd like to share with our uh, listeners about how to stay healthy on the road that you may have picked oh, up? Oh man, listeners, if you know, please message me. Let me know. Um, <laughs> I would. I need some advice. Um, one is I don't drink at all. Okay. Um, I just found that it's I always it's it's a lot harder to maintain your immune system when you're drinking alcohol. Um, that is a huge one. Uh, for two, sleep is always a priority. You know, and it's hard because a lot of times you play these shows and people want to talk to you for so long and you kind of have to um, kind of really be mindful about how much energy you're putting in to, you know, talking to people. So sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been talking to friends and family and strangers for like an hour and I literally am so tired. So you have to kind of uh, keep that to a minimum so you can really preserve your energy for the show and before my shows, I'm always like really quiet and to myself and, um, you know, I don't really socialize too much before shows at all. And then afterwards, I try to keep it to a minimum and then go to sleep. And because a lot of times like a show is like, oh, my God, this is like a big deal. It's a big thing. But like, actually, it's it's my everyday work. So um, I can't treat every night like it's a party. Every night is a job. Uh, that'd be a lot of partying. <laughs> a lot yeah. of partying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about In the River. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's, first of all, it's a beautiful song. Thank I really, you. Uh, I really like it. Yay. <laughs> um, and that, that was definitely kind of your breakthrough song yeah. back in 2016. Um, and it's about the Dakota Pipeline. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a little while ago now, so some people may not know what happened there. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you mind giving us your take? Yeah. So um, the Dakota Access Pipeline... Uh, was a is sorry a pipeline pipeline being built right near the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation all the way from Canada all the way through the United States and um, we were up there protesting it because it was going through water sources and near uh, the reservation it was pretty wild because the pipeline was supposed to be built right outside of Bismarck North Dakota which is a big city, you know, and then all the city folks were like, we don't want this pipeline near our, our water and our children and our, and our city. So move it. So they moved it near the reservation, which is just wild just to think about like that, you know, how the interests of indigenous people is always being put second. Um, and so I wrote this song, uh, just as a way to, spread awareness for what was happening and initially I really just wrote it because I was just so heartbroken with what was happening and I didn't really know why no one knew about it and I was very frustrated and so I wrote the song me and my brother made a video with facts about what was happening at Standing Rock and then kind of overnight the video got like hundreds of thousands of views it was kind of crazy and then from there I just uh you know kept playing the song all over the world and I was I went to Standing Rock and I kind of realized the power of music and social justice movements. And 
um, yeah, that's pretty much the story. It's been a couple years since, and um, you know, the pipeline's being built, which is which is heartbreaking. But the movement taught me a lot, and it brought a lot of people together, and it reminded us that you know we have a voice, and we just have to keep using it. Well, and let's talk about the power of music for a second, because mm-hmm. I think uh, that's it's so cool that you you took a song about something and you wrote a song about something you cared about yeah and that actually you know got picked up and people people mm-hmm. listening to it and it kind of snowballed yeah um, do you think that as a as a tool for, for transformation mm-hmm. as a tool for um helping make the world a better place yeah do you think that music is kind of like the the modern day i almost want to say it's like a weapon mm-hmm. right yeah Totally. I mean, I I love like the term like my voice is my weapon, you know, and like I'm all about peace and love and I don't, you know, I don't believe in, I don't, I don't like guns. I don't like violence. I don't like anything like that, but I do fight, you know? Yeah. And I fight with my spirit and I fight with my voice. And, um, I think a way of oppression for so many hundreds of years is this silence, you know, and how we've been silent about the things that oppress us. And finally, I think we're especially, with indigenous rights issues, uh, we're not silent anymore and people are listening. And that was a big breaking point with Standing Rock because with the power of social media, there's not as many gatekeepers to mm-hmm. media. So if something's going to go viral, no one can really stop that. I mean, algorithms are trying, <laughs> but um, if we have something to say, we can say it and we can just do it. And um, and so with that, you know, I think music plays a, a large part in that process. And um and yeah, you know, I always say that I feel like music is a good way of bringing out a seed that you feel. So I think a lot of people, whether or not they participate as activists or they take action upon the things that uh, they are unhappy with, they have those seeds inside of them, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they know it. They know that something is wrong. They want to do something about it, but they haven't taken action or they haven't really found that community yet to nurture that feeling. And sometimes it just takes one song hmm. or one rally where someone plays a song or um, something like that to really grow that seed into a flower and be like, hey, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I want to take action. Sometimes you just have to tap into that part of someone because it's already there. It's a frequency. It's already there. I, and I, I'm never one to say that I'm trying to change people. I don't want to change anyone's minds. People are who they are. I just want to bring out the the things in people that they're that are already there you know like i don't like arguing i if you know if someone has different beliefs than me i'll say my piece you know in peace <laughs> and and share but i'm never trying to like hit someone over the head with my beliefs so that they'll change their minds because change is something that's so big but I, what i want to do is take those that are maybe shy to or don't have the community yet to really feel the things and get the support they need. And maybe through my music and my community with my music, they can feel like they have that love and support. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so in music, you know, I think the greatest power of it is that it comforts us and it makes, it makes us realize that we're not alone and it builds community and community is like the biggest way of change throughout history, you know? Yeah. Well, community and, and, and gathering and all of that, that's how we change the world. The power of people in large groups. Yeah, exactly. And music and, and like just, you know, opening for a band and playing at Red Rocks for 8,000 people. Like that is community. Can you that's imagine what 8,000 people can do and how they were all brought together by music? Like that's that blows my mind. 
So your last album came out in 2017. Are there yeah. plans for another one? Yes, it's done. The album's oh. done. We're just uh, kind of, you know, doing all the scheming behind the scenes of what? how we're going to release it. What so. can you tell me? I mean, it, it was recorded in Portland, Oregon with Tucker Martin, uh, who is like, oh my gosh, he was my dream producer to work with. He produced First Aid Kits record, Ruins, and pretty much all of the Decemberists records. Really? Yeah. Wow. A lot. Yeah, he's incredible. He is, oh, I can't even, He was, working with him was a dream. That's so exciting. It was so fun. Yeah, and so the record's done, and now it's just kind of like the, you know, release plan, making music videos, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that'll take a little while, but it'll be out in 2020. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, is there is it activism related? Do you have more activism on the horizon? Sure. I mean, how uh, this next record, it's really kind of my story and a lot of my uh, my my quest for identity answers and all of that translates into a lot of activism. I mean, there's a lot of songs about uh, you know, indigenous rights uh, issues. There's songs about my mom who's an immigrant from Japan and so it all kind of, I'm relating my own stories back to the world around me, which in its own way has turned into my activism, you know, like it yeah. all comes from within. So um, a lot of the stories are coming from within, but relating to the, the greater story of the world around us happening right now. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for coming in, Ray. Thank you for having me. Um, if people are interested in checking out your music, where can they find that? You can find me on Spotify and all the streaming services. It's R-A-Y-E space Z-A-R-A-G-O-Z-A, Ray Zaragoza, or on Instagram, Ray Zaragoza. Send me a message. Would love to say hey. <laughs> or if you just want to listen to some bops. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ray.